Section 27 of The Artist, or Young Ladies Instructor in Ornamental Painting, Drawing, etc., by B. F. Gandhi. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. To make scorched paper screens. The first thing to be determined on is the form, which may be circular, oval, oblong, square, or in the shape of a leaf, or having any fanciful outline. Having decided upon the general form, sketch the outline of it upon a piece of stout drawing paper, and cut it out, rather larger than the exact form. Then have three or four Italian heaters, or irons for the purpose, made red-hot, and placing the paper on a common board, hold one of the heated irons within half an inch over it, until it produces a brown shade, and in the direction of a radius, that is, pointing from the outside of a circle to the centre. It is also desirable to move it gently from right to left, over about the space of an inch, while it is scorching the paper. When the first shade is done, turn the paper round to make another exactly opposite to it, then halfway on each side, and again between every two, until they are so near that the shades meet and produce a tint of brown over the whole. Suppose the screen to measure nine inches in diameter. Then, as the circumference is three times the length of the diameter, it will be twenty-seven inches. If the irons are guided over an inch of the paper, the scorching will extend rather more than a quarter of an inch beyond on each side, which will make nearly an inch and three quarters for each shade, and this will require sixteen shades to make up the twenty-seven. If this effect should be larger than it is wished, two shades may be introduced between each two after the first eight have been done, making twenty-four. I fear, Charlotte, I shall not guide the iron so exactly as to make the shades equally distant, and perhaps not equally pointing to the center, particularly if the screen be of an oblong square form. And suppose I should think the twenty-four shades as much too small as the sixteen were too large, and wish to put twenty, or any other number, how must I proceed then? In that case you must set about it more mathematically. Hitherto we have trusted to the eye, but you will accomplish it much more satisfactorily if you adopt the following method, and will also avoid the risk of falling into the other errors you have referred to. Make the circle for the screen with a pair of compasses, of the proper size, with ink. Divide the whole number of degrees contained in the circle by the number of shades intended. 360 divided by 20 will be 18, which is the number of degrees each shade will contain. Place the center point of the protractor upon the center of the circle, and draw with a black lead pencil a straight line for the diameter, as 1, 2. Continue it until it meets the circumference as at 3, 4. Mark off 18 degrees as at 5, and continue the line until it meets the circumference as at 6. Take the distance 3, 6 in the dividers, and mark off equal spaces until half the circumference is done. Then draw lines through each of these points until they meet the circumference on the other half of the circle. Now determine the size of the center paper which is to receive the drawing. About five inches and a half in diameter will be a good proportion. 
draw it in ink and then take out the pencil marks between the two circles with indian rubber and the part of the lines which is left will be sufficient to guide the irons into the proper form if the shades are not made equal in color at once the light ones may be drawn over again to make them equal the next thing is to cut out some stout bristol or cardboard rather larger than the screen and paste the burnt paper onto it and also the colored paper for the back the scorched paper is extremely brittle and will require much care to prevent its cracking it will be necessary to damp it all over with a large wet camel hair pencil a flat one in a tin is best for the purpose and when nearly dry the paste may be spread freely over it twice allowing time for the first coat to be almost dry before the second is applied immediately after which the paper may be placed on the cardboard and pressed well with a cloth to make it adhere in every part to preserve it free from spots and marks let a sheet of writing paper be placed on it while this is done the embossed paper for the back should be put on at the same time but will not require to be damped one coat of paste will be sufficient and very little pressure need be given to make it adhere after this has been done the screen may be placed in a regular press or on a flat table and some music books laid on to make it dry flat always remembering that a cloth folded two or three times must be placed next embossed paper to prevent the pattern becoming flattened by the pressure requisite to make the screen dry straight it is to be left in press about three or four hours and in the meantime the gold and colored paper ornaments intended for it may be prepared a screen of an oblong square form has generally a gold ornament at each of the four corners one of a circular form will look better with a wreath of gold and colored leaves and flowers intermixed carried all round it other forms may be ornamented according to fancy to cut out the gold ornaments for an oblong square screen with the black tracing paper mark the form of one corner on the back of a piece of gold paper of the proper size and fasten it and three others of the same size under it to a piece of stout cardboard with three or four drawing pins carefully observing that two of the pieces of gold paper must be placed with the white side upwards and the other two are to have the gold side upwards they may then be cut out with a sharp pointed penknife and four others cut in the same manner if you intend to make a pair of screens at once then prepare any flowers of colored paper precisely in the same manner could i not cut the eight pieces of gold at once and would it not be easier to double one piece of paper four or eight times and then cut through all rather than to take so many separate pieces eight pieces together would be so thick that you would have more trouble than in cutting them in two lots and the only objection i see to doubling one piece of paper instead of taking separate pieces is that it would use much more and cause a waste of the gold which is an expensive article the outline of the whole screen and of those parts which are to represent open work may now be traced on a piece of thin cardboard and cut out with some small openings to make the form of the center and also two pieces of thin bristol board for the center which are to be bound round the edge with either the mat or the burnished gold 
the former is the term given to the unglazed gold paper the latter is the bright shining gold to put the gold properly onto the edge of the bristol board requires great nicety and care it is cut into narrow strips with a sharp pointed penknife and a long flat ruler which will be best for the purpose if it have a brass edge and if the gold paper be placed between two sheets of writing paper it will be cut very clear when the burnished gold is used let it be put on with gum but the matte gold with paste because paste will remove part of the gloss from the former and gum will give a glaze to the latter in either case the cement must be applied twice letting the first coat be nearly dry before the second is put on it must be pressed on to the bristol board with a clean cloth and neither the gum nor paste must be suffered to get on to the bristol board beyond where the gold extends it will be found a good plan to place the gold paper on to the edge of the bristol board and observe whether it projects equally beyond before it is pressed down to the front and back as it will have an awkward effect if it happens irregular and wider in one part than another will it not be considerably more trouble to form and cut the ornaments for a round screen there will generally be more work but not greater difficulty the pattern which surrounds the centre may be either a varied one all round or about a fourth part repeated in the former case the whole must be traced in about four parts on gold paper in the latter if one part be traced the four may be cut out altogether if the pattern is designed to run in one continued direction the four pieces of gold paper for it must be placed in the same position with the gold all facing in one direction but if the design is intended to be a repetition of the pattern in different directions then the papers must be placed two with the gold side up and the other two with it down and the same rule is to be observed in reference to the cardboard pattern for cutting out the form of the whole screen when the screen has been impressed about the time before recommended three or four hours the exact form may be marked by placing the cardboard pattern on it and drawing a pencil line all round the outline and each part to be cut out this cutting out you will very soon ascertain is rather a fatiguing task it is done with small chisels and gouges which should be as sharp as possible placing the screen on a piece of stout card or a plate of pewter laid upon a very firm table put the chisel upon the line keep it in an upright position and press heavily enough to cut through the card move it close to the edge of the first mark and cut again and so on until all the outline has been cut if the forms are so curved as to require it the gouges may be used the cardboard centre and gold flowers etc may now be pasted on the flowers which are to have two coats of paste may first be put on and the bristol board which is to be pasted but once may be put on last because it will be desirable to put it in press again as soon as the latter has been put on to secure its adhering the screen must now be left in press three or four days after which i will show you how to shade the gold and coloured paper flowers i recommend you to finish the companion screen to the one we have been doing and also to make up a pair of oblong square ones entirely by yourself 
allow me to ask you two or three questions charlotte while i think of them would any inconvenience arise if the screens were not removed from the press until they were perfectly dry and hard and were to be cut out afterwards instead of disturbing them before yes ellen if they were to be left until the next day only it would occasion much more labour in consequence of their being considerably harder but if cut out as soon as the paste has set sufficiently to secure them from the risk of being separated and while the cardboard and paper are still damp it is comparatively easy thank you charlotte i perceive now why it should not be delayed and am pleased by having it so explained as to enable me to know the reason another inquiry i wished to make was whether you would direct the lines of shade produced by scorching the paper of the oblong square forms all towards one point as in shading a circular screen or would you direct them towards two points like the two centres of an oval it will be sufficient to direct them to one point as in the round screen unless you have to shade an oval form which may be considerably wide in proportion to its height in which case i should shade from several points taking one for each line of shade until they come as near to the side as to the top of the form observing that every two be nearer together in the middle than towards the edge of the figure and so avoiding the bad effect of parallel shades as those in the middle must be if two points only are taken in which case they no longer have the effect of rays proceeding from an illuminated centre and therefore give a different idea to the one intended you mentioned that the chisels and gouges should be very sharp will you tell me how to sharpen them when they get dull this is a task i think you will be scarcely able to accomplish yourself and therefore recommend you to send them to a cutler's when they need sharpening if this should be impracticable at any time you may improve them yourself by rubbing them upon a hone made wet with either oil or water today i am to show you how to shade the ornaments on the screen the coloured paper is shaded with water colours in cakes and will generally require about three degrees of tint a light shade a darker one and a very strong one for markings the light touches which enliven it so much are put in with flake white used rather thickly and mixed up with thin gum water all which may be begun and finished at the same time not so the shading of the gold from the difficulty with which water colours adhere to gold paper and the extremely heavy effect they produce when used it is necessary to shade upon it with either oil or varnish colours and because the latter of these is the quicker in drying the preference is given to it on this account i have brought with me all that is requisite for the purpose some burnt sienna lake and lamp black in powder a bottle of copal varnish and spirits of turpentine a palette knife and slab some sable hair brushes of middling size and one small one with longer hair put as much burnt sienna as will lie upon a sixpence and a fourth as much lake then add varnish enough to moisten them and a few drops of turpentine grind them thoroughly upon the palate with the knife adding turpentine as the mixture becomes dry and when it is perfectly smooth a little more varnish it may then be put into the slab and an equal quantity of varnish and turpentine be added to render it as thin as required for use for the large shades 
and any harsh outlines may be softened off with a brush just moistened in varnish alone in two or three hours this will be sufficiently dry to receive the second and darker shade which may be softened off in the same manner it must then be put away to dry until the following day when the markings may be done with a darker brown color made by adding a very little lamp black to the lake and burnt sienna and also a greater proportion of varnish than before this must all be fresh mixed as what is used one day will not be fit for the next in putting on these markings use the small long hair brush and endeavor to get the long thin line when required by moving the hand altogether while it is drawn instead of keeping the little finger fixed on the paper while the others are guiding the brush having finished these let it be put away until the following day when a coat of the varnish may be spread over the gold wherever it has received a shade the dark brown color may be used for the dark tint put on the burnt paper by the side of the gold to give it greater relief End of section 27